0: Welcome to Business Shakers, where we will shake the BS out of business that no one tells you about. My name is Bronwyn, and I am your host. We are proudly sponsored by Swipe Collective for your social media marketing and content management. Today, I do have the honors of speaking with someone who is an expert in their field, and we are talking about print and design, the little flyers and the business cards that you need to get your business out there. I'm speaking with Wazim from Patriot Print and Design. Thank you, Waz, so much for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, Bronwyn, for having me.
0: So, was tell us a bit more about you.
1: Well, I was born many moons ago in uh, Africa, East Africa, Kenya, and uh, born in the city of Nairobi.
0: Very nice. And how did you actually get started in business?
1: Well, I was, um, there's a part of my life uh, when I was in the transport industry, I had a a signage, uh, a transport bus company after that, I was uh, sold that, and uh, for about four or five months, I was idle sitting at home. And my uncle, my dad's elder brother, he came up and and talked to me and said, "Look, I'm not feeling well. I'm going for treatment. I would like to. I would like you to sit in the shop, and uh, mind it. And uh, when I come back, I'll teach you the business, and you can hopefully take over." He didn't have any kids at that time, or. He just didn't have any kids.
0: And then how, what happened to get you go going with print?
1: Well, what, um, I got into the shop and uh, this was a traditional signage shop. Um, he went for treatment for two weeks and in those two weeks he unfortunately passed away. And I was left minding the shop. I um, had no idea what to do, what not to do because it's all um, French to me. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand. So fortunately, there was uh, uh, he had staff who knew the business or part of it, and uh, they 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 mentored me along the way.
0: So why actually go down the journey of owning your own business?
1: Well, um, the the mindset of, of uh, you doing something for yourself, and, and the achievement or, or feeling of of uh, euphoria when you actually do something for yourself. And then, yeah, run your business.
0: Have you found that running a business is an easy task or is it a difficult learning process?
1: Oh, it's definitely a very difficult learning process. Uh, the only way you get success in business is is uh, education and knowledge.
0: And how have you actually learned as you've gone
1: through? Well, um, it, it reminds me of what my teacher used to tell me and uh, was birds of a feather flock together this is really n- it was always said in a very negative tone and and it is negative but if you look at it on the other side birds of a feather flock together if you want knowledge who do you sit with you sit with people who know rather yes. than people who don't know so i would say that was i i took that on board and in and on 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 in on the shoulder and said you know what you need to get to know the people who know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and get knowledge from them. If you don't know, ask.
0: So how did you do that? Well, um, through networking.
1: Mm -hmm. Through networking, you get to know people and you'll always find people that you gel with and some that you don't. And you try and gel with or, or you try and look for people who know more than you do.
0: Fair enough, that is definitely one way to actually learn. Now, how has family evolved with your business as well?
1: Well, family uh, family is amazing. I've, I've got a wonderful wife, Nazat. I've got three beautiful kids, Belkis, Bilal and Lukman. Lukman is sitting in the studio with us today because I'm babysitting.
0: Yes, we do have a special <laughs> guest.
1: So, right. So, we've got a, um, it, it's family. First of all is family. Whatever you do, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your family. And family has to be, in tune with you and your ethos and and, and know what you want in life and support you.
0: So coming back to that supporting that you've just said, that having that network around you has definitely been a plus.
1: Definitely, definitely a plus. And I'd, I'd, I'd tell anybody who wants to go through the journey, look for people who know more than you do, talk to them, make friends with them and have the support of your family.
0: What advice would you be giving to somebody who is looking at starting their business and they don't believe they have a support network?
1: Well, first of all, it's your mindset. What do you want? Ask yourself that question. Are you happy where you are? Are you happy doing what you do, what, what you're doing in the current thing? Um, you could be a baker, but not happy with what you want to do. You want, you want to be a painter. Okay. So ask yourself that question first. Secondly, ask yourself the question that if I go this route, will I make money out of it? Can I sustain? Is it a hobby or is it something that would sustain me? Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got to tick the boxes. And the best motivator is yourself to begin with. Know what you want, focus, and go for it.
0: So basically embracing the fear and going with your passion. Exactly. Brilliant. So with coming back to what you're doing, can you tell us more about your journey here as in running a business in Australia?
1: Well, I, I was fortunate uh, to land in Australia in a time when there was a labour shortage and uh, I landed my first job in, in the first two days. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, again, it was in the signage industry, something that I know.
0: Nice. Perfect. And running a business and getting it started, was it an easy process?
1: It wasn't. It wasn't an easy process. It's it's a learning process. You come into a country, you have no contacts, no friends. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows what you're capable of doing, what you can do. So it was a process in that I had to learn from scratch and, and try and prove myself to everyone else that, yes, I know what I'm doing.
0: Okay. And how did you actually start getting all that information?
1: Uh well, first of all, um, the business that I was working with, uh, they had a few big contracts. And one of the products that we were outsourcing was tactile signs. Now, these are tactile signs are the tactile toilet signs you find in outside most commercial businesses. So we, it was taking us between a month and a month and a half to get these signs in because we were getting them from over east and i asked my business my asked my boss that hey why why are we getting so overseas why don't we get a local company and get supply faster cuz uh as all clients they want something yesterday and uh he said well you've got the computer there do your research and find a company that does it locally and we will buy from them and uh every company that I would call would say yes they can do it but the lead time is a month month and a half and you, you can gauge from there that they were getting it from over east and some are honest and then said look we're getting it from over east this is the time it takes mm-hmm. that in turn was a light bulb moment for me in that hey why don't I do this and hence I started my research with uh, Professor Google and uh, learned from there that what a tactile sign is and what the rules and regulations are for it and how to produce one Perfect.
0: Perfect. All right, we'll be back after this short break and learn more about Professor Google. DRN1,
1: supporting local artists from day one.
0: Welcome back to Business Shakers. Before we start, I actually want to say a very happy Mother's Day to all you mums out there. Whether you have big kids, little kids or fairy kids, you are super special and I do hope that you have an amazing day to- today. So, today we're speaking with Wazim from Patriot Prints and Design, coming back to Professor Google. Getting your business going and how did you do all of that here in Australia?
1: Um, well, it was hard. It was hard in the beginning because I, I did not know how to use uh, um, the website and how to make it uh, mobile-friendly. And uh, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot to do in marketing. And uh, that's all. I had to learn that from scratch.
0: So with the print, where does that come in with the whole marketing scope of running a business?
1: Well, print media is, I consider to be still more, imp- or not more important, or just as important as everything else. Um, I know social media is taking over, but you still have a lot of print. I mean, just look at the real estate industry. They have, uh, uh, they're the most users at the moment of print. You've still got your business cards. You still walk into a place and and, uh, somebody would ask you for your cards. So there is still a demand for cards. You've got your flyers, your brochures, um, you've got your presentation folders. So it all depends on on what industry you're in Mm -hmm. and uh, what the need for print is because every industry does have a need.
0: What is the most common printing that is actually asked for nowadays?
1: Um, you've got the flyers. You've got the. Uh, I'd I'd say. Well, um, I'm I'm trying to look for the words to to, to say this, but when when business is low, but the first thing people think of is, oh, hey, what I'll do is I'll I'll get some flyers and I'll put the flyers out in the post, and uh, that is the wrong way of looking at it. Because when, you have, uh, when you're doing a, a flyer run, you've got to sustain it. Yep. Not have just one flyer run and see. oh, I'll, I'll print maybe 500 flyers and see how we go with this. And if I get any more business out of it, um, I will go and uh, do 500 more.
0: Okay, so I'm just coming back a bit. What is a flyer
1: run? Well, a flyer run is, is when you have, uh, let's take an example of, uh, of a gardener. Now, uh what they would want to do is is have some flyers out in the neighborhood where they're working and just to say, "Hey, I'm 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 available. This is what I do and uh I'm in the area." Mm-hmm. Now, it's more of an awareness of letting everybody know, normally when you start a business like like gardening, you start off in in your own neighborhood. And uh well, it's just uh, just letting everybody know. And then once you get a little business from your, your neighborhood, because everybody knows you, then you want to go into the next neighborhood or the next area. And uh, as you want to grow, um, you, you, you'd you want to do a flyer run. So print a few flyers, have them couriered or delivered, or walk them into uh, the neighborhood and, and, and try and get some business out of that. But what happens with the flyers is... Um, it goes into junk mail. Nobody really looks at it. But if you have a sustained run for at least a month, one one once a week, every week for a month, that, that's four runs, mm-hmm. you have a better chance because the first time somebody will look at the flyer and chuck it away, second time somebody would have a look at it, and and it's being more, it's 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 creating familiarity. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with with the social media. It's creating awareness of I'm here and letting more people be aware that you're there. So if you're doing a a, a print run and social media, it works out even better because they see you in print and they see you and look at their their phones.
0: So how do you actually stand out on the flyers? What do you put in there for your business to stand out amongst the rest of the junk mail?
1: Um, Well, keep your blurb to a limit. Have bullet points and And mention your money makers first, and don't don't have too many bullet points mm-hmm. Just have good uh, design good graphics good and colors
0: do you do graphics, or do people have to provide you with that?
1: Well, we do we do. We provide our own graphics, and even if somebody uh comes with their own graphics, they're most welcome to uh, we can have a look and and let them know if it works or not.
0: okay, so do the different areas for a flyer run in the different areas um do you know how many to actually produce, or do people come and ask you for a set amount?
1: Um, it's, it's entirely up to the client. Firstly, mm-hmm. um, we've got we've got a, a, um, a rough idea of what suburbs and, and what uh, quantities to print for that particular suburb, um, but then again, it's up to the client of what sort of uh, print run they want to do.
0: Okay, now I do know that you do car wraps as well. What is a car wrap?
1: Car wrap is a mobile billboard. Okay. It is the most visible advertising you can ever do. Mm-hmm. It's most cost effective, especially the the, the rare one-way vision uh, graphics. You will always read whatever's in front of you. So imagine you're stuck in traffic and there's a car in front of you. You have no choice but to read.
0: Okay. So it's a easy, simple way to actually get your advertising out.
1: Yes, it is, and I, I I believe that's more cost effective than anything we have.
0: So what would you put on a car wrap?
1: Again, uh, bullet points: name of your business, mm-hmm. your contact details, and uh, uh, your money maker, whatever it is.
0: What happens if somebody comes to you and they go, "I've got this great image to go on the car wrap," and you look at it and you can actually tell that it's not going to work for? The advert's actually to be seen. Do you then go into with the client to actually say this isn't going to work? Better options are available.
1: Definitely. Um, sometimes it, you you've got to gauge the client mm-hmm. and on on what what they're after. See what we do with with every client is mm-hmm. uh, once they walk in and uh, we take them through a process, find out what business they're in. Mm-hmm. Are they just a startup? Or are they someone who's more established? What is the aim? So I wouldn't I wouldn't go advising. Being in the print industry, we would not want to force somebody or upsell and and give them something that they don't really want. Mm-hmm. So a client might come back and say, might come in and say, "Oh, I'm looking for a fly run," but what they actually need is is maybe vehicle graphics. So we would advise them on the best process. And normally clients do listen to us because we're, we're the experts. We know what we're talking about. Okay.
0: So with the car wraps, do you uh, provide the graphics for that again or has that all come to you?
1: Yes. Uh, graphics are provided. So what happens is uh, we ask the client for uh, their car, what car they needed this done on. could be a saloon car or, or a ute or a station wagon or a van. Uh, depending on the business and the car that they have. Um, then we mock up the graphics to give at least about two or three visuals for the client and, and uh, see how they go.
0: All right. So what is the biggest myth that you've heard for print and doing the graphics with that?
1: Oh, That is expensive and it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, but I've, I've I, I can definitely say being a mobile billboard... Mm-hmm. It's visible and advertising works.
0: Do you have a story to share with us that actually uh, explains one of the strangest things that you've actually done with your
1: printing? Wow, that uh, <laughs> there, there's so many there's so many uh, jobs we've done um, that that are memorable. Um. I'd say that the, the the best one was uh when a client walked in and uh he had a van and he just needed his name written on it just a business name and uh I asked him well, "What about your what about your the the type of business that you do and and what your services are?" He says, "No, no, I just want my name on it." And and I sat down with him and, and asked him why. Just the name. I said, "Oh, because I know it's too expensive. Okay. And uh, try to look at the budget, and uh, uh, I said, you know what, because we were starting out as well, so we were trying to look for work, so I said, well, what I'll do is is I'll put uh, I'll put your business name on it. We'll give you a full graphics pack, but I need space to advertise myself as well. So, we'll have your business name on it, and, and we'll put branded by Patriot. And uh, we did such a good job, that he was standing at the service station and, and, and people walked up to him and said, oh, you do gardening? says, "Yes." Oh, so I've got a lawn here that needs work on. And he got business from that. Okay. And at the same time, somebody came up to him and said, oh, I like the graphics on your vehicle. Who did that? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was a win-win for both. So I got business out of it and he got business out of it and, and he was really happy and pleased at the end of it.
0: Ah, so what is the, one of the main things that you actually do mostly with your print and design
1: business? Oh, print and design business is, is really... Um, it, there's so much you can do in print and design. It's it's You've got your vehicle graphics, you've got your sh- shop front, the back of the shop, you've got your menus if you're doing a, a restaurant. So it's a different thing every day and that's what I love about it. It's never same thing twice
0: and you service all of Western Australia
1: yes yes we do we also are working with uh, a news with newspower group and we do some print runs for them nationally
0: nice nice all right so we'll be back after the short break to actually learn how things have changed in the print industry
1: DRN1 supporting local artists from day one
0: Coming back to Business Shakers, we are talking all things prints and design. So I'm speaking with Wazim from Patriot Print and Design. I want to know how things have changed with the way graphics and design and printing of everything has worked over the years.
1: Well, technology has taken over a lot. Um, you've got better print uh, machines, you've got uh, better printers out in the market and uh, faster machines.
0: What is lead time? You mentioned earlier today about lead time. What is that?
1: Well, lead time is uh, when a client comes in and they ask for a print, for example, uh, a vehicle branding. How long will that take? Mm-hmm. They've uh, got to leave the vehicle with us. So they want to find out what the whole process is. Now, we'll take you from uh, step one, which is the graphic design. And uh, lead time is from the graphic design is uh, about two to three days depending on how many changes or what what the client likes we take it from there and uh you from then from graphics approval it's about four days lead time for us to get ready Mm -hmm. to do the print because we've got to we've got to get the print ready uh firstly we measure the vehicle we find out how much material we need we've got to print that material and then laminate the material. So that all takes, it's a process and it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's about four days for us. And uh, depending on how much graphics you want done on a vehicle, it's between uh, a day and two days. Okay. That we would need with a vehicle with us.
0: All right, so that's a decent amount of time. Yes. So coming with the, the graphics and the design of everything, what do you have to say to the business owners who want to DIY it all themselves?
1: Well, um, we get paid for a reason.
0: Fair enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the graphics are supposed to last long. Yep. And if you do it yourself, you can if you want. Uh, there's no guarantee that. Uh, firstly, your warranty. Why would you spend a lot, even if you, even if you're doing it yourself? You've got to buy the material. It's mm-hmm. not cheap. You've got to go to somebody who has a, a, a signage. Uh, background or or machines that can produce what you want. And then you take the material and try and do it yourself. You might not stick it straight. Number one, it might not last long because you're not sure how to prep your vehicle before. It's, It's all a process. And if you follow due course, you get warranty with it.
0: Okay, so what is the warranty that actually comes with the car wrap?
1: You're looking at three years, from three to five years, depending on what material has been used. And that warranty is not my warranty as a as, as a, a, a signage provider. It's from our manufacturers. So the materials that we buy have a warranty of between five and seven years. Okay. Having said that, why would you want to have the same graphics for five to seven years on your car?
0: I'm it going to look at you with a complete blank look. They're going, why wouldn't you?
1: Well, the you've got to have a fresh new look. So every year you find people at the, at the end of the year sitting down saying oh i've i'm going to make a new resolution it 's all about developing yourself and if you want to develop yourself, why do you want to have, why do you want to work with the same old graphics at the end of the year? You should revamp them
0: so that's basically coming down to growth and the growth of your business exactly how does br- the the print material and the graphics and the car wraps and the banners? Or how does that all work in with your branding of your
1: business? It's all about visibility. If if you imagine a sign, a sign with no business is, is a, well, a company without a sign is a sign of no business. So you've got to look at it that way. You need to be fresh. You need to be in people's faces all the time. Same thing with social media. You've got to constantly be pushing towards it getting your name out there, and, and it's, it's, that builds credibility. If I see you on print in a flyer, I see you every time I switch on my mobile phone and go to Facebook, I see your ads there, or Instagram. I see as I, if I'm driving on the street somewhere and I see your vehicle pass, it builds familiarity, and familiarity gives you work.
0: Mm-hmm. So what can people actually do with their design or their print material? Like, what sort of style? I mean, I I know you can do flyers and business cards and all of that, but when it comes to putting a sign up onto a building, what can somebody actually achieve with that?
1: Visibility, again. It's all about being visual in your face. Now, um, all businesses, I mean, there's certain businesses um, that have different kind of branding. Mm -hmm. Like a lawyer's branding, you wouldn't have very many colours in it. There'll be more uh, professional clean, whereas if you're in the food industry you want more color in it mm-hmm. because we all know that that before you eat your food, you visually look at it and you decide from there if it looks tasty or not. So you've got to present that so that comes with lots of experience and hiring the right people for the business in the in the, in the job who know what they're doing.
0: Okay, so there's different types of signs that you can do as well
1: Yes. Yes. Um, well, it, it all depends again on what sort of client you have and what sort of industry they're in. Like uh, lo- I mentioned lawyers before. So in a lawyer's uh, reception area, you've got totally different sort of signage. You've got your reception sign. Whereas if you go into a restaurant, you've got different signage again. You've got your menus and you've got uh, directional signs telling you have a seat or please wait to be seated. Mm-hmm. So you've there's different... Businesses, different industries all have their particular niche of signage requirements.
0: I do believe that you do Braille signs as well. Yes. Can you give us a bit more information about that?
1: Well, Braille signs, uh, the signs. these are tactile signs meant to be interpreted by your hands, using your hands for blind and visually impaired people. And uh, I'm happy to say we were, I'd say, the pioneers in WA to start that.
0: Very nice, very nice. So uh, is Braille a necessity for all businesses who actually have a brick and mortar business?
1: For all buildings coming up new, you need Braille signs. That is the BCA requirement.
0: Okay, and do people actually know this or is this something that they learn along the way?
1: Um, depends on your builder. If you've got the right builder, and most builders aren't to it at the moment, so I'd, I'd say yes. Uh, that is being a legal requirement. Uh, clients are aware of it, yes.
0: Okay. Now, what is one of the biggest myths you've been told or that you know of in business, in running a business?
1: Oh, the biggest one that comes to mind at the moment is uh, start your own business and work the hours you want. And there's lots and lots of money to be made out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely one we've heard before without a doubt. Yeah. I do agree with you on that one. So how do you feel about the whole way of running a business?
1: Well, uh, a business, uh, once you start a business, you, you it's mostly you... You, I started for the same reason. I wanted to work my own hours. I wanted to make lots and lots of money because the people I was working for were robbing me and they were making more money than I was. And, uh, well, I had to get into business to find out the reality. Um, I work your own hours is true because you work more hours than uh, you do as, as an employee. So you're constantly you're working in... In the business you' be working at the business, and when you go home you're still trying to work at the business because you've got to do your paperwork paperwork is is something that's done at home
0: fair enough now, looking at the whole picture of working in the business and working on the business, is there a difference between that
1: definitely uh most of uh, businesses, and I'm guilty of that as well uh you you look at a project and you take it on and say "Oh it's fast if I do it myself mm-hmm. and uh that is when you're working. In the business, you're not growing, and and immediately you get complacent with that, uh, and that's that's the advice I'd give to somebody else who's uh, someone who's listening to us, and wants to start a business. Well, it's a rocky road. It's not easy, and if it gets easy, then there's something wrong you're doing. It's not meant to be easy. You're not growing. To grow, you've got to have the uneasy. You've got to be apprehensive all the time, and that's where the growth is.
0: Okay. We'll be back after the short break to learn more about growth and how you can get the most out of your print design.
1: DRN1, supporting local artists from day one.
0: Welcome back to Business Shakers. We are speaking with Woz from Patriot Print and Design. How to get the most out of working with print and design and getting the absolute maximum exposure out of it. How do people do that?
1: um again sustained uh, uh promotions uh so i would always advise uh, a client that if you are starting out nobody knows you you've got to be in their face mm-hmm. so whatever you do do it diligently even if it's a post on facebook do it constantly um you want to do your flyers, do a flyer run, do it constantly. do not give up, do not say oh I'm just going to try a five hundred bucks and see what happens
0: okay so with the flyer runs uh you'd be saying get business cards and do flyers uh
1: there's there's, there's a few different things to do um so if 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 a client walks into our shop a new client let's let's say a startup has walked into the shop and uh they don't have a logo. Mm -hmm. They've got the trade behind them and that's what they know. So, you've got to come to us being the professionals in this field and we can guide you and take you from step to step and hopefully give you growth to the point that you're employing someone to do your job now.
0: Okay. So, that's letting go of business. That's coming back to the, the very big thing that's very common with business owners who start up and run their business is letting go. How do you approach that with people?
1: It's easy when it's a startup because mm-hmm. you can lead them through the process and tell them, look, you, first of all, you need to get your logo done and that logo you can use on your vehicle, on your prints, on your business cards and flyer, on your brochures and, and take it from there. The worst thing you can have is, is uh, somebody rocking up with it at your place um, who might have a, a, a name on the vehicle but if they if they're if they're coming out here and they're looking not professional i mean if they're not clean or unkempt um you would you they wouldn't do very well in the business industry so you've got to first polish them up you've got to give them the tools and that's what we do we give we empower the 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 clients with with the tools that are more visual and give them the professional uh look and then it's up to them and and their business ethics to take over from there. And normally that is a success because if, 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 if you feel good about what you have, mm-hmm. you will do a good job at the end of the day.
0: Fair enough. So what business advice could you give to new startups?
1: Persistence, hang in there. It's a rocky road, it's not easy. And if it gets easy, there's something wrong you're doing.
0: Fair enough. Um, how would you know what's being done wrong?
1: Well, like I said, if you rock up at a shop or, or at at somebody's house and you're the gardener, you, know, you don't have the correct shoes, you don't have the correct labels on your shirt, you're not branded, you're not going very far.
0: Okay, now coming back to the types of print marketing for a new startup. Now I'm thinking there's so many types of businesses out there. For the solopreneur who's working from home, what is something that they should definitely be doing uh, and adding to their marketing to get them out there?
1: Um, first of all, if you're working from home and you might think you do not have a need for print or any sort of signage, well, first things first, get yourself on, on, on a social media platform. Mm-hmm. Take it from there. Get yourself on the social media pr- platform and then go out there and look for clients. Where do you look for clients? There's so many networking groups out there. You need to join a networking group or network more often. And when you go to do a networking event, what's the first thing that you will need to have? Mm-hmm. A business card. Because that is your identity. Now, with business cards, again, you've got uh, companies that do really cheap and nasty stuff. That, again, might work against you. The first thing you want to have is, is a quality card. That when you handle when you give it to someone it it gives them the impression that it's it's a good quality card. you can you, you know the quality it's thick mm-hmm. it's got a it's got a good laminate on it. It might have a UV print on it. It needs to be tactile. So what we have is is uh like if you look at my business card, it has a, a velvet feel to it, and that is a laminate, so it's a thick card with a velvet laminate. Now if, when I give that to someone they will hold on to it and I I've, I've got more business out of giving out my business card than anything else okay. because it's more tactile it's more you are holding it in your hand and you look at it there's something about it
0: Can you add QR codes to sorry the codes QR codes to business cards
1: Yes yes you can Cards are not limited to anything you can have your whole business behind it but it's you wouldn't want too much information QR code is good because it would direct a person to what you want them to look at. You could have your website page, but you don't want them on, on the front page. You want them to take them to a landing page. So you would do that.
0: So do you recommend that people actually put QR codes onto their business cards?
1: It all depends on the business. Okay. So if your business is, is has a lot more to offer or more services, then yes, QR code would be the way to go because you would take them to your landing page.
0: Okay. So coming back down to the design of the business cards, because it is something we all do accumulate, how do you make your cards stand out from the hundreds and thousands of other cards around?
1: Firstly, it's it's, it's a visual thing again. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, the menu in a restaurant. You go and you have a look at what the menu image is, and you'd expect something similar. Um, Same thing with the business card. Have a design that is, depending on your field, have a graphic design done to the card that stands out, number one. Number two is uh, the tactile feel to it. So you've got to have something that stands out when you give it to a lawyer giving you a card that's, that's printed from from online printers and you do not have control of over the print. You do not have control over the quality. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to expect. You've just given out the order and crossed your fingers that oh, in five days to a week, I will get my business cards. Mm-hmm. When you walk into our shop, you can see a sample we will lead you to the different cards and the quality and that you decide. We can always uh, advise you what to go for but at the end of the day, we're not pushy and we let the client decide. So,
0: With the design of business cards, I do have to ask this because this is something I've seen. Is the writing on business cards, on the screen, it looks so nice and big. If you're designing your own thing before we hand it over to you, what is the minimum size of print that is recommended for business cards?
1: Um <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because I remember when 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 I started my business and and uh, I had no idea on 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 uh, business cards and the size of the font. I added all my services to it, and uh, I, I had so many services that I was providing. I decided that no, I need more space, and the only way to get more space on a card is is you make the font smaller. So the font get kept going smaller and smaller and smaller and, and I kept increasing services on it. And I remember I didn't give out my card a lot because it, it really didn't present itself well. So yeah, to get back to your, to your question, if, uh, I'd, I'd say the minimum is 10 point. That's the absolute minimum. If you go 12 point, that's amazing. That means you're doing something right. So on a business card, what you should have is your, your name, your company's logo and your contact details. Now, card is two-sided, so on the other side, you can either have a a big logo or just one or two of your services. Don't overdo it. People do not have the time to read.
0: So, Keeping it simple comes down
1: to that. Keep it simple, keep it plain. And uh, who can sell your business more than yourself? So when you give your business card out, Talk about your business.
0: Fair enough. Okay, so where can people actually find you?
1: Well, they can find us on www.patriart.com.au. Patriot is spelled P-A-T-R-I-A-R-T.
0: And you are on social media as well?
1: We are. You can, you can join us on Facebook. Give us a like and follow us and see what we do. We're on Instagram as well. So, yeah, love to see you guys.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today and learning more about print and design and how to actually get the most out of it.
1: Thank you very much, Bronwyn. It's been amazing.
0: And thank you to you, our fabulous audience. We do have a wonderful networking event coming up with all our businesses. The details will be going up on our social media. Please like us at DRN1Live on Facebook. We are available on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and TikTok. So give us a like and follow us. My name is Bronwyn and I'm your host. And at the end of the day, I have to say keep persistence because great things do take time. Stay dedicated, my dear friends, and you will survive. Thank you for joining us.